Welcome back, friends, to the St. Gabriel Cafe. I'm Amanda Miller. I'm Dave Orsborn, and with us now in the cafe is Marianne Jepson. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning, Dave. It's great to be back here. Love to have you in the cafe. <laughs> Do you ever have Monday morning brain fog? Uh, I have it pretty much seven days a week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a normal occurrence. <laughs> yeah. I had a really bad case of it here to start the show this this week. So oh, let's I thought review. you were going to talk to about me, Dave. <laughs> Glad you let me off the hook there. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's weather related or you know, the darkness be. or whatever, but I'm got completely confused on the days this week so monday tuesday and wednesday this week we have the relic of saint jude here in the diocese of columbus today at saint paul's in westerville awesome tomorrow at the newman center on the ohio state university campus and wednesday at church of the resurrection in new albany 1 to 10 p.m each day at each of those churches 7 p.m mass each evening where I really went off the rails was on All Saints and All Souls Day. So All Saints Day is Wednesday, November 1st, Holy Day of Obligation. All Souls Day is the following day, Thursday, November 2nd. There. there so if go. I confuse anyone, I apologize. Don't blame me if you miss Mass on Wednesday. <laughs> Just go every day and then you've got to cover oh, that, yeah. that's <laughs> I like the way you think. <laughs> Thank you. It's so good to have you back in here. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's been a while. We, you know, I don't even remember quite how long it's been, but um, Bill and I were talking out in the, in the hall about how many years I was on the radio here. Mm. It was a long, long time. Over a decade. Over a decade, yeah. It was... Um, we were thinking between 13 and 15 years. Whatever it was, it was right after Bill came. It was mm -hmm. just right after Bill came. Yeah. So, yeah. And anyway. It, and, well, and it was on the Spotlight Show. Exactly. That exactly. we that was the first. unveiled and introduced <laughs> AM820. That's right. Remember that night? I, yes. It was with um, Monsignor Lane, I believe, when we had oh, champagne. Gosh, you had, oh, you've got a good memory. Maybe it was the champagne. I can't remember the what day. All Saints Day. Blame it on the champagne. <laughs> well, it's good to have you back in. We're talking Thanks. Catholic counseling today. Yes, sir. So, what do you want to talk about? Let's well, let's put it on the spectrum of providing services to to our friends that are listening. So we've talked to spiritual directors. Mm -hmm life coach, and now we want to talk Catholic counseling. So where does Catholic counseling fall in that, and how is it different? Well, um, for one, it's different because um, there's all of the, the deeper psychological kinds of things that I had to study and get certified exam, 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 mm -hmm. to get licensed by the state. Um, I... Have, I always maintained the um, Christian Catholic background to it all. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, it's there's crossover. But spiritual direction does more deeply into the, the spiritual aspects and prayer. Um, and then coaching has certain other plans and... Um, 
you know, and how they deal with things. Um, but my, my background really integrates the biological, psychological, social, and spiritual within the realm of what is, is common practice, licensed practice in the state of Ohio. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, of course, I added the spiritual onto this. If you were just strictly in a secular world, they would be talking about the biological, psychological, and social. Now, there are some that may come spiritual in on that, but there's all kinds, especially nowadays, there's a lot of new agey stuff yeah. that gets in, 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 which they would call the spiritual. Well, I'm sure different <clears throat> ideologies would also inform their, their counseling. So It absolutely does, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, that can happen within the Christian and Catholic world as well. Um, you know, um, where just because someone says they're a Catholic counselor doesn't mean that they necessarily believe all of the tenets of the faith and mm-hmm. use that. I have had clients who have come to me before who um, have said, um, they sent their 15-year-old daughter to, who was kind of living a bit of a uh, racy lifestyle, um, and that the Catholic counselor had told them, told the girl she needed to go on the birth control pill. Mm. Um, the girl went back, told her parents that, and then they quickly redirected her to a different counselor. So I think that you can't necessarily believe that um, just because someone says they're Catholic. And I mean, we see that. Sure. I mean, yeah, I mean across, at, uh, across yeah. issues, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at issue one, yard signs, and there are, I, I mean, I've seen Catholics who, you know, have yes on issue issue one, yard signs. And mm-hmm. things. So it's the same sort of thing. It's a mix. Well, it just um, gets at the confusion, issues. right? I mean, It totally can, does. Yeah. It totally does. Well, yeah. then, Marianne, would you suggest someone looking for a counselor then should somehow vet whoever I do they believe go that. to? I do believe that, yeah. I think that's a good idea. Um, you you always have to be careful. And, and if you find that you're in with someone who is like, whoa, this wasn't what I was thinking, um, don't hesitate to say, you know, um, thank you. I think um, right now I'm fine. I you can say it in many different ways. I, mm-hmm. I think I'm fine for now, and then you go out and find another counselor. Or you can, can, you know, you can say, well, I thought that this was what you would teach, or this is how you would approach my concerns mm-hmm. that I came to you for, and be not afraid to do that. But some people would rather just have a, a safe and easy exit and, and, you know, just say, mm-hmm. I think I'm good for now. So is that a conversation then you should have in your first session? I'm looking for a counselor who maybe has these types of beliefs or what, how would you well, suggest that? I would suggest that you do that even before you, why waste time in a first sure. session? Get that out in the air. If you want to um, vet them, I think the best time to vet them is whether you're, whether you're talking to them um, in a phone conversation um, before, or sometimes a lot of times nowadays people will do that via email and just ask your questions via email before you ever even get started Mm -hmm. because it's a waste of time, you know, and sometimes a waste of money as well to do it any other way. And, and, you know, you don't want to be misled. You want to know what you're getting. Now, um, 
CatholicTherapist.com does a good job of vetting uh, mm-hmm. therapists. Um, the Catholic Psychological Association does the same thing. I'm on both of those. However, for some reason, I don't know why I can't quite get on the Catholic Psychological Association's um, website, my, my profile up there. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. and I've had problems, but I kind of like, I'm out there, and I don't know that I need to ha- have my profile on there, I think. Now you're you're a a licensed professional clinical counselor. Yes. Is that different from a therapist? Uh no, not okay. really. I mean, therapist is a broader term, um, and then when you get to um, so that's what we do is therapy. Got it. So right. So um, so there's psychologists. There's um, licensed social social workers. Um. It, licensed independent social workers are those who don't have to have supervision. Licensed professional clinical counselors don't have to have supervision. Um, someone with an LISW is under supervision, and someone with an LPC is under um, supervision. When you have LPCC, you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, there are psychologists who under, are under supervision too, but once you get, you know, through all of that, you're fully licensed and indi- independent. So that just kind of tells you how far down the road you are. And then if you want someone with a lot of experience, you know, you can ask them that. Like, how long have you been doing this? How do you integrate the faith into your practice? That's important. That would be one of those questions. To, um, you can have more direct questions by, um, do you... You know, like the the birth control issue or that mm-hmm. sort of thing. What do you do with that? Um, you know, with marriages and things too. Um, that's that becomes a tricky um, issue because um, you want to know that a person, a therapist, is going to work with you to protect your marriage, mm-hmm. not just say, "Ah, you know what? You'd be uh, better off, you know, apart." Right. Um, you want to really work with someone who is going to do their level best to help you to stay in that marriage and to work through the problems that you have. Um, sometimes, and I've, I have worked for the tribunal in Toledo, the Toledo Diocese, and so I've seen a lot of cases where um, there are reasons, valid reasons, why sometimes that doesn't quite uh, work out. Um, that's not the ideal, but that happened. Those problems were present before their marriage and they were not quite, you know, that's something to be taken very seriously as well. But, um, so. Marianne Jepson's here in the cafe. We're talking about counseling. Now this is a second career. Yes. For you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, the, um, Name of my practice is Covenant Integrative Counseling Services. And so um, I, my former lifetime, I was a registered nurse, surgical intensive care. So I bring all of that kind of background into this where I can, you know, if someone's having some other issues that are outside of maybe just the real psychological realm, it, when you go back to how I talked about the biological, psychological, right. social, and spiritual, I integrate all of those. So um, the medical aspects of things, too, I can advise them on. You know, 
I think you really need to get a, a regular physical every year, get some lab work drawn, maybe specifically um, talk to your doctor about these sorts of things that are happening because there is not one of these realms that doesn't intersect with another. Um, mm. If you say, I, I created a Venn diagram where I had all of, four circles and they all intersected in the center. That's where we have real health. You know, but um, do we ever really reach that in our lifetimes? Probably not because that's part of what God, when we're in heaven, yeah, we'll be totally integrated. Mm-hmm. On this earth, we struggle with integration in one way or another because there's one part, like if you're, let's say you were in a bad car accident, your spiritual life might be a little bit pulled out of the, with that. Your psychological life, you know, um, your social life, you're, you're not going to have all of these things. We're working towards integration. So you'll have priests and sisters. You'll have people bringing you the Eucharist, praying the rosary with you, kind of really trying to. You hopefully would have some sort of um, mental health um, support in the hospital while you're there. Um, It's important to have those visitors come and see. But my point is that any time you have, mm, let's say your your, um, psychological health is off, your spiritual life might likely follow with that and be off too. Your social life would be off. You may not be eating properly and you're, you know, mm. um, may not be sleeping properly. So your um, biological health would be off as well. So all of those things working to integrate. So I have that background as a nurse. So I, I do bring that in as well. And uh, Marianne Jepson's here with us in the cafe. Your spiritual formation. I I remember when you were going through this. It was really fascinating. Yeah. Uh, at the Josephinum, you were. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, I I did. I did um, uh, many courses there, um, and I also worked there, mm-hmm. and so I was constantly getting fed in in a lot of ways um, through that all. But that was fascinating. I, you know, being the only girl in class, <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> I felt like the, that in a the, lot of my philosophy yeah, classes. <laughs> yeah. The seminarians were very good to me Yeah, and we had a good time. Yeah. And the priests were good to me too. So now you still work very, very closely with our priests. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, um, Bishop Fernandez blessed me, uh, this past year where he asked me to be a speaker at the priest convocation. Um, So I gave three talks, and then in the evening we had um, a a question and answer period, which was, again, the priests were very, very wonderful to me, and hopefully I I reciprocated that and gave them a little bit of info. But I do work with them. Um, We've got like three phone calls from different priests right now that I'm – we're – playing either phone tag or emails on, you know, things like that. And um, so I'm blessed by what I do. I'm very blessed by um, my profession. I think of it every day as how good God is to bring these people to me. Why me? You know? Um, And that hopefully I'm able to make some sort of difference in their lives. How long have you been uh, practicing? Um, I became 
So lead well, I've been from it was early two thousands mm-hmm. um, when I was in school and I became fully licensed um, in twenty ten, I believe it was. So in the last ten years or so. Twelve. What how's how how have things changed? Um that's an interesting question. I think um more and more we see um you know for a while it was big pornography was a big thing i was seeing and so um worked with clients to start a group which then there was another group and they they kind of molded together to become the casta society that's right i'm big 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 on groups so now what we're seeing a lot of is the gender issues gender dysphoria transgender um and that is and then same sex attraction those sorts of things oftentimes go hand in hand so um i either see those clients or their parents the family members who are totally distraught by all of this so that was another group that um was started i was um encourage I, and encourage you were oh encourage and encourage yeah definitely yeah i've been associated with them um, probably since maybe 20, 2008 or 10 or something like that. Great, great groups. I'm telling you, if you, if anyone is listening out there, um, who has a child or is same sex attracted, there's, um, so much good help out there, um, through Courage International and Encourage. There are groups here locally um that are uh, of a great support for for people i can get that um you know you could go to courageRC.org online and find that um the group that was started for the parents um or family members of transgender children is called connected through christ and um I can get if anyone's interested, they could call you, Dave, or yeah. they could you could send an email to me at j e p s e n dot m a at gmail dot com, and I can give you that resource to reach out to them. No, that's a good idea. Yeah, um, if you're interested in getting more information, why don't you just give us a call here at the station six one four four five nine four eight twenty, and and we'll and we'll connect you. Yeah. Is there a thread, I mean, on all this that, um, I mean, would you say that we're in a mental health crisis? I think. I don't want to get sensational about it or, or overstate it. That That's why I'm asking, because you don't have to um, go too deeply into um, secular news sources, for example, and uh, to, to see that claim that this this is a crisis right but from the catholic perspective are you would you say the same um, thing yeah i probably would i i'm careful with that word crisis because i think it depends upon what the issues are okay whereas some may be more you know we're we live in a hyper sexualized society so you're going to see a lot of those issues i am actually i'm happy to have the the mic right now because there's one thing, that hypersexualized thing, 
I'm not sure this is really answering your question, but I will get back to that. Um, the modesty issue. I have these people who have, as clients, who have pornography issues in their family. It's tearing people apart. And the modesty in churches, people, you know, the way some women and men dress when they go to church, it, um, it, it draws their attention away from what's really happening at Mass, the Eucharist. And it focuses on these individuals. Now, people who have issues with, with pornography or lust— Mm. are are drawn their eyes are drawn and i don't think women particular i will speak for women because i'm a woman and i i see it it takes my eyes away Mm -hmm. from what's really happening there are lectors and eucharistic ministers and there are other people in the pews and it's just we can't be dressing that way one of my clients wives just recently said to me we have to do something about the modesty in churches that, in my mind, because of what I see with my clients, I would call a crisis. Hmm. I, now, I'm not, I may be overstating that, but I don't think so. Um, so, the hypersexualized society that we live in, we're seeing all kinds of things with that. The stress that we have financially, um, you know, people are working extra jobs and things just to stay afloat. Um, their children may be are left at home sometimes where children might be in some ways um, left to their own devices and literally devices, you know, phones, computers, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, are they getting all of the attention that they really need? Uh, you know, everything back to the biological, psychological, social, and spiritual. Are they getting all of that from their parents? Now, I'm not blaming parents because they have to work hard and they have to do things. But you have to also focus on what's happening at home because there's a lot of anxiety, seeing a high rate of anxiety in teens. The pressures that the kids see in schools, you know, that they have just, it's its very difficult. For we had them. a couple of missionaries, Marion Jepson's with us here in the cafe. We had a couple of missionaries from Hard as Nails in last week, mm-hmm. and they were ta- talking about, perfectionism yeah and and the pressure that that puts on uh, the teenagers social media you know you have it it shows only the perfect side of any everyone um you know you're not really seeing all of people's sins and well yeah no you are but they don't they don't call them as (laughs) right you know um but they have they're perfect in their sins i guess you know everything looks glossy and pretty and um and things that's what we show people so much of it is about restoring our identity. Exactly our true right. Identity. That's right. I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of the first things I really wanted to talk about is that's what our faith informs us, um, what our real identity is in Christ. Um, secular counseling does not really bother with that. Um, we have that anthropology that we treasure in the Catholic faith. Um, and and that informs us of who we are and how we proceed and all of the graces and goodness that, that that brings. And God loves us, whether we love ourselves or not. 
no matter if we're a sinner or what we all are, right? He loves us regardless of that, but we have to find our way back. Um, and there's there's areas that, that psychology can really help us in in areas where those hidden areas, we try to bring that out. What are those hidden areas, those places where your identity in Christ has been ruptured or those things that you're doing that you don't want other people to see, that perfect image that you have on social media, um, behind that, if we can get back into the weeds with that, we can find where the sin lurks and we can find ways to help them towards more fullness in Christ. Marianne Jepson's with us here in the cafe. And what, what I really like, the, the order that you bring to counseling with that Catholic understanding, you know, the proper order and everything. But then also virtue development. Absolutely. Absolutely. Virtue is just a really grounding principle. It's it's what we strive for or we should strive for. We may not realize that we're lacking in it. Don't we all lack virtue in, in some ways? Mm-hmm. Um, but when we're aware of that, which is, is one of the things that I try with my clients to really get them more aware of, that every moment we have a choice in everything that we do. And if we're inclined towards um, a particular sin or something that's affecting our psychological health, whatever that is, to be more aware of those moments when those triggers come in, that's a moment that we can change things. We just have to first be aware of it, and then we immediately and consistently, every time, stop ourselves right there and make a different choice. That helps us on the path towards sainthood. It helps us on the path towards wholeness, psychological, social, everything. Um, even even the medical side of things, if we if we have um, an obsession with food, you know, we have an eating disorder, or that could be also not just food, but gambling, spending. But if I'm talking particularly about those things that affect our health, food or drugs or alcohol, we have a choice at those moments when we feel that trigger to make a different choice. Now we need a lot of help a lot of times to 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 Mm -hmm. get past that because those cravings can be so wild. You know, you need a lot of support to get past those moments and to learn how to do that. So there again, good support groups. This has to be so personally edifying for you (laughs) to, to be able, well, you know, we, we talk a lot, you know, with our, with our lips about having the fullness of truth. And then to really be able to practice a healing ministry uh, as you do that really brings that fullness into, into that care, the, the body, you know, the, the psyche, the, yeah. um, the spiritual all together to provide healing. And I'm, I'm thinking of uh, grace builds on nature to bring in the sacramental graces and the grace of, uh, uh, of our Savior in, 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 into this. Yeah. It's, um, it's edifying. It's well, you know, if you, if I really think about it, um, as I said earlier, it's God has blessed me a lot to bring his people to me. 
<laughs> Sometimes they're yeah. like, why did you do this? What were you thinking? Why? How did this happen? And then it's just, um, there's in, in the one office, there's a, a sacred heart picture that I just look at a lot of times when I'm stumped. And I'm like, well, you, this is out of my league here, Lord. You got to, you have to give me the words because they have to be your words coming through my mouth because if they're my words right now, I'm going to mess it up. Mm. And to just have that. And there have been times, there are, there are clients who have been, what just happened here? (laughs) Um, And it's beyond me Um, to be used as a, you know, a tool by the Lord Mm -hmm. um, to bring grace and healing. And, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. You do that here. You do Mm -hmm. that here. You do it in a different way. You Mm -hmm. know, that just makes me think of, yeah, the, you know, natural counseling, natural psychology can get us so far and it can be very good and very healing. Um, But to invite that spiritual aspect into it, Mm -hmm. it just sounds like you can make, leaps and bounds with, you know, the Holy Spirit at work too. Right. You realize that um, you're just a tool for -hmm. the Holy Spirit, that my words could be absolutely empty. My therapies could be absolutely empty. But it's when you have God there and you can use the tools. And people, you know, every Catholic therapist brings their... um, own personality and their own background and their own gifts to it all. And, um, and so I guess that's why, you know, you realize how, um, what you're supposed to do, what God wants you to do. And I've thought, you know, at times where, eh, maybe I should direct, I'm kind of busy and maybe I should slow down or retire a little. And I've had priests and, you know, say, no, <laughs> you should not do that. <laughs> okay. It's important okay. work. If, it's, yeah. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> so anyway, it's a, it's a blessing for me to be there, and hopefully I'm a, I'm a blessing to those who come to me as well. So. Marianne Jepson, I'll read this so I get it right. A licensed professional clinical counselor. LPCC. You got it. Boom. <laughs> Boom. You're good at that, Dave. <laughs> oh, thank you. you. You take good notes. I'm, I'm shaking off the, <laughs> the Monday fog. Practically, what what can we do in, in our families, in our marriages, uh, as parents to um, just to do better? Mm-hmm. Let's just in, in terms of, uh, let's just say in terms of anxiety or um, wrapped up in all the nastiness and grossness of the world? What, what are some things that we can do to, well, to make strides? Well, I think, you know, you have to keep a close watch on your children. In this busy world, you're busy as parents, um, but children are, you know, they can be good um deceivers <laughs> they there's sometimes they have secrets that they don't want to tell their parents they want to protect their parents from um and so it's having good communication always with them that no matter what you will love them you want them to tell you the truth that you can take any kind of truth 
but the thing you cannot take is lies. Mm-hmm. Um, staying close to them, keeping the lines of communication open, doing things as a family where it's not just all work, it's fun. You know, it's important to enjoy life together too. Um, that helps keep those bonds close. Um, extended family and be part of their social networks and things like that. Um, being very careful, having limits on what they can do online. Um, you know, covenant eyes and various things like that. You can put locks on those things. Cell phones, um, I would say be very careful with those. There are a lot of um, predators out there. I've had, I've had young girls, high school girls, who were communicating with... <laughs> strangers mm-hmm. who wanted to come see them from, you know, some other state. And they're thinking that's okay. They were deluded by these guys. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you can't, you have to take that phone away for a while. You cannot be re- responding to this person. Um, there's a lot of traps out there. And I think parents have to be very wise to the traps Loving, but wise, you know. Um, Be willing to make hard choices. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to say yes to everything. You have to have boundaries or otherwise you've got, you've lost all control and you you don't know um, what they're up to. You know, there's all those kinds of things. Know who your kids are going out with when they're, when they're a little bit older, when they get the car keys, you know that kind of thing. Be aware of those things. I'm not saying that you have to be a helicopter parent. That can work against you, too. Um, You have to... They have to earn your trust, but you also have to allow them some trust Mm -hmm. um, because that's bonding in the relationship as well. If If you are helicoptering them to an extreme extent, they will be turning against you. They will not be telling you the truth. They will be, you know, and you want the, to keep that relationship strong, um, but carefully, um, always aware and keeping it loving and, and that sort of thing. So, and anxiety, I think the social media stuff is feeding that. Be aware, like, who they're hanging with in, in high school and in elementary school and things. And if you see any signs of anxiety, get on top of it or depression get on top of that so much of it has to do with awareness right, does, right? just just paying pay, especially paying attention to what's important right you know? right so yeah don't be distracted but uh yeah yeah so marianne jepson how can our friends find you or um, um work with you yeah so i'm um because you need because you need more more work right (laughs) (laughs) we don't want marianne to retire we want to keep her busy here well as you said dave they can call you here um at the station 614-459-4820 they can reach me 614-309-2270 or jepson.ma at gmail.com beautiful thanks for all you do yeah thank and you thanks for all that you've done for us here well thanks Dave. It's, it's, thanks it's, it's been, great to be back here with everybody and a blessing um, yep thanks yeah. yep really is don't forget the sacred heart congress is coming up saturday november 4th at st paul's you can register at welcomeisheart.com. we'll be back tomorrow morning at eight o'clock 
Dr. Marlon Delatore and Sister Marie of the Apostolic Sisters of St. John. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. Amen. See you tomorrow.